hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Talking Bollocks with me, the Chief of Bollock Talking, Howard H. Smith. Yes, you may know me from the lead singer as UK thrash band Acid Rain. I host the Motorhead podcast, the Motorcast. I also host this, as you know, hence I'm speaking in your ears right now. I also does stand-up comedy as the character Keith Platt. I do stand-up as myself. Do all sorts of bits and pieces, really. And, um, yeah, life's good. How are you? Nice to have you back. If you're back, if it's the first time, nice to have you here. Lots to get to in the uh, annals of history of Talking Bollocks because, yeah, it's coming up to a 10th anniversary. And if you, in case any of you are wondering what I'm planning, I'm not going to let you know right now. Because I don't know. <laughs> now, um, I've got, we've got a 10th anniversary coming up. Uh, we, I, have got a 10th anniversary coming up doing this show um, in January next year. There will no doubt be all sorts of wonderful surprises for you. Um, but anyway, anyway, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. If you fancy uh, subscribing, do. If you fancy doing a review, do. Just basically insert here all the stuff that you hear on all podcasts, all right? Because I'm not going to do it to you. So, you know, the usual stuff. And there's also patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. And you can go and you can get the full bollocks there. Loads of content, loads of archives, loads of stuff. Pop by for a month, you know, download a shed load of stuff and then bugger off again. That's what I'd do if I were you, you know. That's if... Six dollars a month is um, is a lot of money uh, to you, which I do appreciate is a lot of money to somebody. Funnily enough, over here in the UK recently, um, the head of the post office was saying that a first class stamp um, is due to go up to, I think it's about £1.25. I wish I'd done my research now. But then again, I didn't know I was going to say any of this or launch into into any of this. So hence, no research. But let's say a first class stamp's going up to something like £1.25, which is like, you know, it, that's, that's, yeah. Anyway, the head of the post office decided to use the analogy that compared to, and I don't know why everyone says this, but they compare it to coffee. I think that's because you know, coffee's a thing. People buy coffees. They think nothing of buying a coffee. But, I mean, it's it's kind of a fucking stupid analogy, isn't it? Apples and oranges, really. You know, what... And by that, I mean, you know, you, it's like comparing apples to oranges. It's pointless. Yeah? Oh, yes, we're putting up the price of a first-class stamp. But compared to a, uh, a, a Costa coffee or Starbucks coffee... It's great value. Uh, how do you compare it, though? Mmm, nice, hot, tasty coffee. Um, small bit of paper that I'm going to stick on a package and put in the post box. I, I mean, yeah, unless you're suggesting that people um, should get a package and pour coffee over it and then post it instead of buying a stamp. Or maybe, I don't know, chop up lots of little bits of paper and put them in a blender and... I don't know, grind, grind stamps up and try and make coffee out of them. I, what the fuck is that metaphor supposed to mean? Metaphor, analogy, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling here. But what's it supposed to fucking mean? Anyway, this all started with me suggesting that you sign up at Patreon. And, where, and I was thinking $6. And I myself was going to do the stupid thing of, oh, it's, you know, it's, a, you know, it's only the price of a couple of coffees. But then that's a shit analogy as well, isn't it? 
or comparison or whatever we're deciding it fucking is. It's, it's shit, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, you're not going to pour hot coffee in your ears instead of instead of listening to a podcast, are you? Hmm. Hmm. I've, I've, I, do you know what? I think I'm going to sign up at, uh, at Howard's Talking Bollocks Patreon. Are you? Uh, I'm just going to pour hot coffee in my ears. <laughs> I, I just, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No fucking sense at all, eh? And at this point, you're thinking, Jesus, I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd miss him reviewing the news, but uh, I kind of do now. Get on with it. There's not been a lot of news, um, but there's been two big main stories that are actual news. So I, I thought rather than, um, you know, just recycling the bullshit that um, that is out there that is pretending to be news. Um, let's deal with some real ones. You know, Aussie blasts Geezer Butler for not giving him one fucking phone call. Um, and um, and then, and you know, funnily enough, uh, Geezer has replied and said that he sent a couple of emails. Um, he sent them to uh, Sharon's office. Um, the first one was replied to. The second one wasn't. Um, and I don't want to get into slagging anybody off, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and then Sharon has appeared in the press saying that Ozzy should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on his own. Um, I mean, to be honest, if that is not... I mean, Sharon's not stupid. Sharon is many things, but she ain't fucking stupid. And she knows that that is going to get chopped up and used as clickbait. And that was the intention. I'm, I know I've moved on from the, the, the geezer and Aussie thing. Um, but even even Aussie doing that, it's, it, he's got a book out. You know, he's got a book out. So, da da all of a sudden... We're getting all of this fucking, you know, all of a sudden, Ozzy's doing an interview with Rolling Stone. Sharon's, you know, sh shooting her mouth off about how he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame all on his own. And, oh, Ozzy's got a book out. And I just think that's all a bit low rent, really. You know, it's like, just put the fucking book out, eh? You know, don't, don't be, don't be just giving it all this jibber jabber. You don't need to. Try be better than that. Yeah? A bit of class wouldn't go amiss. But no. Instead, we get fucking childish fucking rants about about shit and it's just not worth it. It really is just I just think like I said, low rent, really poor. Really, really fucking poor. Um anyway, uh and other big news. Mike Portnoy, back in Dream Theatre. I mean, really? Did anyone ever think that would ever happen again? After that really went fucking sideways. It's been ten years. Ten years! I'm, I mean, that is just like time has flown. I just can't believe that. But he's back. And I, I just think that's a, it's a really good... I think that's a real feel-good story. You know, the healing of old wounds, just as you see, like, you know, Ozzy and Geezer fucking just apparently never going to speak again, etc. And instead, on the other side of that coin, you see, yeah, you see him return to the fold. 
And um, I think that's really cool. Really, well, obviously, because I've said it quite a few times now. And David Lee Roth, you know, saying, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll do this Van Halen thing with you to Sammy Hagar. Yeah, fucking sign me up. It's like, yeah, cool. Because I'm just a bit bored of um, hearing, you know, all of the, all of the, all of these um, rock fucking beefs, all of these stupid little tiffs that just never heal. It's just boring. Ace Freely says there is no chance he will perform at Kiss Fine Leather concert. And it's like, ah, oh, oh, really? I mean, just, I, I don't get it. You know, but, you know, people in their 60s and 70s saying like, oh, I'm never going to work with him because of what he said 30 years ago. Fucking grow up. You're knocking on death's door. When are you going to learn? When are you going to learn? Um, and one story that is pretty big for me is, um, as I'm sure many listeners know, Saudi Arabia is really going for it at the moment. It's it's sports washing. It's just it's doing everything it can to improve its um, its image across the world. And who are you going to call to give you a hand to do that? Well, yeah, obviously not Ghostbusters. You are going to call the biggest heavy metal band in the world. That's right. Metallica are playing Saudi Arabia. That'll be great, won't it? Oh, that'll be awesome. I mean, kind of why, you know, why shouldn't they? Well, I don't, it's a tough one, isn't it? God, I wish I hadn't gone this. It fucking stirred this hornet's nest up. I'm, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Um, I don't know. Money talks. That's the really, really sad thing about all of this. Money talks. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter, you know, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a musician, whether you've got principles, whether you haven't, what you believe, what you don't believe. It's, it is all just, it's all a bit sad. But then again, don't worry, guys. Hard on the heels of that is Metallica shares pro shot video. Yeah, not on a fan phone. Hey, we're back there again. Pro shot video of Lux Eterna performance from Detroit. Jaw-breaking yawn, really. Uh, I mean, there's got to be a song being, you know, being covered pro shot and stuck on YouTube every other day by Metallica. I, I don't understand how this is still news in some people's um, eyes. I, I really don't. It's fucking insane. But hey, you know, there you go. Um, so what else have we got? Well, the other thing we have, other than um, all of this crap, is Slipknot firing Jay Weinberg. Um, seemed to come out of the blue. Um, seemed to come from absolutely nowhere. He doesn't seem to understand what's happened or, or why it's happened. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess there's always a reason clearly we don't know what that reason is or if there is actually a reason um but not long afterwards um now whether this was whether this was prearranged or not or he went oh i've been sacked i might as well get that done but he has since had hip and femur surgery now i'd really like to think that he wasn't sacked for having sur for having surgery that he clearly needed um but you just don't know, do you? If no one, if no one's saying, if no one's you know actually coming up with 
what the fuck is going on, then you're just kind of left in the dark, really. Um, all yeah, just a bit weird, bit weird. But then again, it's Slipknot, and uh, yeah, that's just like it's not really Slipknot, is it? It's a it's it's a few blokes, you know, and Cory, and Cory's off doing his solo album, so and his solo tour, and he's got to be fucking loving that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that whole situation. I really, really don't. Um, but as mentioned previously, yeah, 10 year anniversary coming up on Talking Bollocks. And um, I'm really, I'm really amazed by it. And I just really wanted to, I just really wanted to thank all of you listening um, for keeping, keeping the, um, you know, the train on the tracks over these years. It's, it is absolutely awesome. It really is. I thank you all for all of your support. I really do. Um, I, I've got some absolutely cracking interviews lined up. Um, and very soon I am going to be playing... Uh, I'm, I, there is going to be an episode with, that has contains my longest interview. It might be my longest interview ever. I haven't quite checked it, but it's definitely, it's definitely challenging the first James Murphy interview for for length and depth that's not a <laughs> that is not a euphemism <laughs> who talks about their in who talks about doing interviews and the length and depth of them well i guess i do just then it's maybe it's not just weird but my mind went to a weird place when i mentioned it so yeah try not to uh, try not to let my childish giggling about length and depth um, put you off. It's it's a. Gr- I, I, I'm not going to. I nearly said it's going. It's a great interview tonight, but I think that's incredibly arrogant to say things like that. Um, and besides, I haven't listened back. I've just, I, you know, I took part in it, and it was amazing to do, and I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Much like this interview, smooth, hmm? nice transition there, Howard. So uh, yeah, it would have been if you hadn't fucking pointed it out. You cunt. Yeah, all right, easy, easy. Anyway, um, yeah, Adam and Dylan, and the two together form Fermenter. You've read the show notes, hopefully, but if you haven't, um, they are in a number of bands. Um, one of them being Atheist. Um, you're gonna look. I I don't wanna, I don't want to sort of preempt. There's loads of stuff in the interview that you're going to hear that. You know, you hear what bands they're in. Um, there's a new album coming out very soon, as in December the 1st. So whenever you're listening to this, it should be out. So uh, go check it out. Now, it is they are an instrumental band, and um, you will find that I get straight into the, um, the fact that they are an instrumental band in my own unique style. So uh, without further ado... This was great fun to do, and um, and I have to say that um, the guys in Fermenter, Adam and Dylan, I just really got on really well with them. It was um, when it's a three-way interview, sometimes it can it, it can be a bit difficult. It can be a bit stunted, and uh, you know people come in not sure whether it's... none of that. I, um, this flows really nicely really conversationally uh if you want to watch the video um go to talking bollocks youtube and the videos up there this was really enjoyable to do and i'm going to say again for an instrumental band now that's wrong actually just for a band um great they sent me a um a video 
um, of their then single. And I just sat and watched it and I was just like, wow. Yeah, this is pretty fucking awesome. So here is the absolutely wonderful Adam and Dylan from Fermenter. We're talking all things mind meld. I was going to say the upcoming album. It's out now, as of now, right now. You can go and listen to it now. Links in the show notes. Read the fucking show notes. There's loads of links in there. Go to them. But before you do, either go to YouTube to watch or stay right here to listen now. Yay. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me all right? All good. All good. We we all made it at the same time. That's the that's nice. the best thing about this so far. Beautiful. <laughs> um so um I, I i my first question was going to be which one's adam um uh, and and which one's uh you know the other one <laughs> <laughs> that's how we um, describe ourselves <laughs> the, the, the weird thing is when, I, when and when fermenter came up as the username i was like okay the whole band are on one uh I see. Right, no, it's, it's cool great anyway look lovely to have you here guys um thank you so I, thank you so much for reaching out and 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 you know putting me in a privileged position um of watching your video and um thank you you know as a singer i'd like to start the interview by saying fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> well you can still sing along if you want if anything powers you, yeah as you're listening you can i always felt that the that the that the vocals were implied to our music so <laughs> when you listen to it you might have some vocals in your head you should go ahead do you know everyone what? is the yeah. lead singer of Fermenter in their own heart. Exactly. Exactly I, right. We're, we're we're in the midst of writing an album, and I I and I'm I think I might try that on a song and just say, guys, I want you to think of the vocals in this song. It's like, yeah. can yeah. you not can you not be bothered again? <laughs> <laughs> By um, the way, I am I'm Adam, uh, yeah. and that's Dylan there. Yes, hi Dylan. Hi. Yeah, sorry, I I, uh, I didn't think about that when I. Uh... It went into the when I accessed the link through the, our joint email, but uh, yes, no I'm worries. Dylan. So sorry for the confusion. Uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Adam. Um, uh, now, um, I will have done. You know, I've done a preamble to the interview and everything. And the album, you know, the album's due to drop on December the first. Um, uh, I've you know seen and heard one track. I've watched the video, and then I've and then I've listened to the tune without without your you know, wonderful performances. And um, uh, first of all, nice studio, like that, like that a lot. Um. Yeah, Singing Serpent uh, here in San Diego. Uh, that's where we recorded our album. And and that video is actually us taking the actual take that we that we got. So what you hear on really? the record is us performing it there, save for maybe like a little detail here or there, but essentially the, the uh, lion's share of um, that video is us taking the take that you hear on the album. That's awesome. That is awesome. And um and and I, I mean it's it's an awesome tune and, and and that's so refreshing to hear as well. You know, you went to a studio to record an album. You know, why not just do it in your bedroom and make it sound tinny as fuck, you know? <laughs> in this situation, we maxed out that studio because our whole idea was that Dylan and I would be able to record in tandem. So we didn't want to have a bunch of overdubs uh, and layering later. Um, we wanted to try and capture sort of what Fermenter is all about, which is sort of our live 
connection. And um, so we, I think at the end of the day had 32 inputs or something like that going at once. It was a pretty uh, substantial undertaking uh, and big thanks uh, to our recording engineer, Ben Moore, who uh, made that possible. He's the house engineer at Singing Serpents and we couldn't be happier with, with how it went. And also oftentimes, you know, when you're recording an album, you know, you, you, you set up all the mics on the drums and then you you take what we call scratch guitar because it's like you only can like stick one mic on the thing and it's like, cool, it's it's good. Enough, you know what I mean? But it's like we didn't want a scratch guitar like we wanted both of our because we're just a two piece. Just we wanted both of our setups completely mic'd up simultaneously because yeah. it's like this is all happening. The magic is all happening right now. Like we need to we need to capture it all right now. And I can, That's and I can just, I can just that. picture the, I can just picture the engineer at some point as well going, well, I'd be able to fix that if you hadn't insisted on fucking doing it <laughs> like the old days, because you're bleeding over each other and I can't fix that. You're going to have to yeah. do it again. The trick is uh, to record it yourself. So once Ben Moore had the whole room set up and, and we had everything mic'd and our tones are sounding good, he left and Dylan and I stayed wow. for the next four days and recorded ourselves. So I actually had Pro Tools up on a laptop in the live room with me, which you can actually see in that video. There's a laptop there next to me. So that's, I'm I'm the one uh, uh, running Pro Tools and recording us. So we didn't have anyone breathing down our necks or uh, giving us shit while we were trying to record. You know, we gave ourselves enough shit. And uh, frankly, yeah. if, they, if there was something that we felt needed to be touched up, we were able to, even with a little bit of bleed, the, the cabs were isolated, uh, so we were getting them over our headphones, but everything was mic'd up and recording live. And yeah, yeah. so trying to capture that live feel as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, well, that's how we used to record back in the day, mate. You know, that's how everything was recorded. So, except yeah. without the laptop with Pro Tools on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but it's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds fucking great. And I love the idea as well. Being a duo, it's kind of like an engineer or a producer. It's like two's company, three's a crowd. You know, what is this fucking guy doing here? <laughs> well, yeah. me, me and Wally have been jamming together, you know, since we, we put out our first demo in 2008. Well, so yeah. so we, we've been playing together for, you know, 15, 15 years plus, And yeah. we've really, at, at this point, we've like, been playing together for so long we know each other's nuances like we can tell where the other one's gonna go we know where let's like it's like we we like to um kind of celebrate how long we've been playing together and like our musical connection by like if you just have someone else it's like we don't really need it because we're just like trying to be very in tune like that you can only that can only come from playing together for so long i think well that's the, why we the, sorry i, I was no, just I was gonna just say, say the, that's yeah, yeah, go on I was going to say, that's why we named our album Mind Meld, because that's what we're talking about here is that connection. I, I right. apologize. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, I mean, th you know, that, that'll that happen. It always does when there's when there's three on a, when there's three on a call, you know, um, yeah. I, I mean, I have a rule. I will, I will not interview a whole band because it's a waste of fucking time for everybody. But in this case, it's <laughs> like I'm interviewing a whole band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the kind of, the, the kind of intuition, um, that you build up, you know, over all of those years, um, yeah, somebody's only going to get in the way of that really, aren't they? They're going to be, and I completely see why, you know, you operated like that. Um, so is this, is this going to be, is this going to be self-released? Is this for a label? 
um, you know. Yeah, we're just we're putting it out ourselves. We've uh, we've already had the CDs arrive. Uh, we're also playing a show December first, uh, the same day the album comes out. Yeah, in San Diego at the Brick by Brick, so that's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, we're just putting it out ourselves. Um, you know, want to play some more shows, uh, Wally? Well, yeah, I, no, I, he's exactly right. Well, look, hopefully, well, I said hopefully. Let's see. Um, I'll I'll get this out um uh on the thirtieth of November. Um, oh, so so we'll oh, just cool. be we'll just be out. We'll just drop just before the album. Cool. Um, Very cool. And uh, and it's, well, it's also very cool to hear that you've um uh, you got the CD, CDs done as well. Um, what about mastering? Did you did you go anywhere special for that or? Yeah, so um, I mixed the album uh, as I have all of our releases, and then we had it mastered by Dave Otero um, from Colorado, who's worked with Archspire and Fall of Carnage and uh, uh, Legion and uh, many other uh, modern death metal bands. Um, He's a, a great resource, and it was very lucky for us to that he had some time that he was willing to give us to to throw his ears on our on our recording because yeah. he's you know deeply booked and um, oh yeah he, yeah he appreciate uh, his work on this and uh, the the master was really a uh, a boost to to our uh, recording so yeah thanks Dave also which was really interesting was that because we're a two piece. David Taro actually mastered us individually. So he mastered the drums, mastered the guitar, and like how they would actually sort of blend. What's which called is really a stem master. Stem master, which I was, you know, well, Wally always is just dripping audio knowledge onto me, you know, as we go through <laughs> this. So when I found that out, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I had exactly the same experience mastering our last album. Um, and, and we were lucky we got we managed to get uh, Jens Bogren to do it, who, huh. um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, guy... we love Jens. Our, our other band, Beekeeper, our, our album, uh, which drops uh, January 1st, was mastered by Jens. Oh, <laughs> right. OK, yeah. so uh, you've got he's, a, you've he's got, extraordinary. And you've got two albums dropping in the space of a month. I love it. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is and yeah, a... no, Jens is yeah, Jens is. I mean, yeah. we we I mean, you know what it's like, you know, mastering it comes back and you go, oh, yeah, that's yeah, great. It's been mastered. Well, cool. But mm. then you get something back like, you know, I first put out an album before you guys were born without wanting to sound like an old cunt, but I am. Um, so um, to hear what Jens had done with mastering it's like why why can i hear things i couldn't hear before right you know right. it's like the just yeah. the 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 that whole stem mastering is just amazes me with what they interesting can do. so you did a stem master for your for your album yeah yeah uh, jens, cool. did, jens did the whole thing yeah, yeah that's and, so um, cool yeah you know what we did with jens for for beekeeper uh was he actually gave us some mixed critiques so we had him listen to a couple of our mixes and he gave some feedback about just some some frequency resonances and things like these that we could touch up in advance of the master uh, to yeah. make his job a little easier and, and get to the final product faster and the one thing i will say about jens's master is extremely natural sounding uh, yes. you know it doesn't yeah. feel over processed it really does feel like a um an optimization of what the mix was um and i think that that you know that's something that jens does very elegantly and and even in his mixes what i loved about the Opeth recordings and stuff like that it was just how natural and organic, but also huge they sounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That last word is very important yeah. in metal. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we went we went for kind of like an old school sound. So uh -huh. it was, you know, the drums you hear are funnily enough, the drums that were played, you know, there's yeah. nothing's been replaced. Mm -hmm. And, you know, guitar is, uh, th you know, through a JCM 800 and through an, IC an Ibanez Tube Screamer. Um, and then that's mic'd all around the room. And yeah, there's that, that you know, there is um, there is a profile guitar in there, but the profile guitar is in there to to add frequency rather than, you know, you, you can't even hear it if you listen. That's to how it. it goes. Yeah, exactly. That's you how do, you do it. They're all yeah. tools, you know, it's all just yeah. tools. If it gets you yeah. to where you want to go and it sounds great, then who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool to do something in an old school aesthetic. Um, I definitely love that. But also for me, you know, it's like a lot of that stuff. I mean, we we did have a philosophy with this record to try and keep it as natural as possible. You know, there are there there are some um, sample augmentation on the kicks, but that's just for some uh, dynamic consistency. But otherwise, the kicks that you hear are his and everything else on the, the kit, everything else on the guitars, everything is natural and played, performed as it was. And Wally's yeah. always very gracious because... I fancy myself like a very dynamic drummer with, you know, where I'll play quiet, I'll play loud, I'll hit my bass drum quietly, I'll play it, you know, loud, like, you know, all these things. And then, you know, some sort of, with whatever engineer I'm working with, some sort of compression will get put on and I'll be like, wait a minute, like that hit was supposed to be louder than the other hit, you know what I mean? And then I'm constantly, you know, so like <laughs> Wally is, is really yeah. like uh, harnessed a way to like really keep it natural, but then also having his like, you know, audio engineer ears still like being happy with like, okay, but hold on. There still needs to be something here. There's still, this is too much, you know? So it's like, it's a really good mind meld, if you say. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And, and we, and we were just earlier, we were discussing mastering mind meld. I mean, fucking hell. It just sounds like a new movie trilogy. Um, <laughs> and and for, for, for listeners wondering, I'm Wally is Adam. But it, that's, yeah. that's your... Oh, sorry. sorry that's no, my no, nickname. No, my last name is is Wallach. And so uh, my my friends all call me Wally. Now you're my friend. You can call me Wally if you like. But uh, yeah, I've had many <laughs> an awkward conversation where people are like, wait, what is your name? So to clarify, <laughs> my name is Adam. I go by Wally as a nickname. It's cool. been now decades that people have called me it. So I, I we don't yeah. really think about it anymore. But uh, yeah, we, we, I'll answer whatever. <laughs> ah, cool, cool. Um, so when... Yeah. I mean, um, you're both in you're both in other bands, um, and um, uh, uh, Beekeeper and Atheist, respectively. Um, so you have to work with that nightmare that is Kelly Schaefer. I don't know how you manage it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Oh I, yeah, I hope so. I hope he, I, I, no, you know, I hope he's. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I love you. Kelly's such a lovable dude. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He's, a, I mean, he's a top man, absolutely top man. Um, yeah. and but also by definition, then obviously I know you guys are as well. So you know, mm. it, it it goes without saying. Um, when did the two of you? I mean, two thousand and eight demos. It seems like a bit of a redundant question asking, like, you know, when did you start writing the album? Because I got, I, you know, I got a feeling is this a culmination of something that you've had kicking around for like you know, a decade or did the two of you just suddenly go, right, let's write an album. We got, you know, it's lockdown or where, where did this come from? Uh, uh, go ahead, Bill. Well, I mean, I'm, cause uh, we put out a, I mean, we put out our previous record during COVID 
Uh, and I guess those songs were probably written before COVID. So these songs have probably been around for maybe like three-ish years or something. But right. what's actually really cool about this record is that it, it, we've actually been pretty quick from the time we recorded it to the time we released. Like I think from from going into the album to like CD in my hand, it was like nine months. Right. Which is yeah. which was pretty yeah. We cool. recorded at the end of January, um, and we had the CDs arrived two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just just around nine months. But we we released our last album, Continuance, in 2020, um, and so and then we just continued writing. I mean, we really have a hard you time. Not, you, you had a continuance writing. of writing after. Ah, your... very good. Exactly yeah, it's, right. It's okay. Well, that's sort of the point. Yeah, it's it's all a continuance because we just really never stop. For extended periods of time i mean it's difficult it's like we just love to play music and uh, with each other and and um you know save for our other projects and other obligations we you know have consistently been uh jamming and writing together you know weekly yeah. basically for for the last 15 years <laughs> and and i completely understand given i mean given we're only 20 minutes in to this conversation I completely understand why there's no bass player and there's no singer. They are they would just get in the fucking way. Well, we do also have Beekeeper, which kind of scratches that itch for us. So cool. yes, Dylan of and I are both yeah. in Beekeeper. He's the drummer and uh, songwriter for Beekeeper. I'm the bassist and our uh, friend Ali is the singer and guitarist for that band. So we do kind of get that out of our system. And for Mentor, we did have a B, a bassist, a B. We did have a bassist uh, briefly. He played one show with us, and then two weeks later, uh, everything shut down for COVID. Um, wow. So it was a it was a cool thing, and it was really nice to have a third person. But it is a steep learning curve in terms of learning our material, and also, yeah, just kind of clicking into our sort of uh, intuition, which which can be challenging. But um, we we just work with what we got, and I play through a guitar stack and a bass stack. And we just try and make it sound, you know, competitive against five plus piece bands. And we do an all right job, I think. I I I, I can't wait to hear it properly. Like, you know, like, like you know, a CD through a stereo, you know, yeah. music as it's meant to be heard. And and I've, <laughs> I've just got this funny feeling that it's it's going to be huge. But there's also going to be a space to it that I'm not used to, as in. Uh -huh. Well, do you know what I mean? There's going to be there's going to be loads of frequencies there that that I can hear a lot clearer than usual, and there's going to be a lot of frequencies that are just not there, right? And and and, and adapting to that, I think it's going to yeah. make it a fascinating. Listen, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of there was a little bit of culture shock with with the bass drum because I love how the bass drum, but it's like when you when you're so used to hearing that like 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 that fake bass drum you know what i mean and then you like listen yes. to it like like in when you're like in the recording studio and you're like listening to the bass drum and you're and like it, for a while you're like wait a minute oh yeah because this is a like this is what a bass drum sounds like and then you know i remember in the studio being like i think me and wally were both like like where, where's the where, where are the highs like we we're trying to like turn up the highs to like hear like better just like naturally when we were like tracking and then you know then later like it gets mixed to sound amazing but like just the the idea of like oh yeah like these are just bass drums it's like that's that's what you're that's what you've got to use as your bass drum you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah as exactly, opposed yeah. to that marrying of the bass guitar and the and the kick uh i think is what he's describing but yeah um, it's that well it's frequency clash isn't it you know it's like yeah, I, yeah. I, you know it's like our, our producer jace who always say to me is like 
you know, you, you never ever have a band anywhere near the mix, you know. And he's like, he's like, I, he had a critique from, and, and it was it was somebody saying like, um, right, the bass player says, can you put the can you put his bass up like just two dB in that section there? And he's like, and he's like, I said, so what did you do? He said, so I, he said, I went back and I said, tell your fucking bass player that if I put his fucking bass up to fucking DB, it'll be in the bass drum, you stupid twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. Sounds like a real joy to work with. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get it straight. Get it straight. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but it's a. Uh, I guess. No, but no, no. Also, no, that doesn't that doesn't work with a SoCal accent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, J Jace is Welsh, so it sounds positively friendly. Do you know what I mean? It sounds uh, like he's yeah. doing you a favor. I just didn't do the accent because uh, that would be horrific. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, but but it is. It's just like it when when there's you know I mean I'm in a five piece when you're balancing all of that you know and your other bands as well and mixing you you know when you're trying to something always suffers yeah. i you know if that's that's music i don't care what yeah it's I, it, it you know. sacrifices you know yes it's like a minimization to... process yeah. everything is you're taking these massive stacks these massive drum kits these huge sounds being pushed by you know 12 24 36 speakers and you're putting shrinking them down 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 into two speakers sometimes something into an iphone speaker you know what i mean so it's like this like uh, minimization process is is so difficult to try and squash everything in and have things occupy the same space and have their own space. It's it's a very difficult art. As as someone who mixes, you know, regularly, it's um it's the most challenging sort of puzzle uh, that exists. And I love because Wally is also has been in a seven piece for years, and he has had to mix many albums where there's guitar, bass, plus sax, accordion, ah. you, you know. Wow. So Wally yeah. Wally's also, you know, he he's had to balance a million items. He's and then and then for mentor there's the two items. You know, it's and that album came out last month, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you just put out do you just put out an album a month of some kind? You know, uh sometimes things just line up and, and it just lined up. Um, my other band, Trash Axis, which is the seven pieces referring to our album, Scrapyard Vistas, came out uh, on Halloween, uh, October 31st, and uh, that's also on Spotify now. And that's that's a pretty crazy, crazy band. And if, if Fermenter is not, you know, not enough elements, then feel free to check out Trash Axis, which will be way too many. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that sounds insane. Um, I mean, it, it, what kind of music is it? Is it it's um experimental metal i guess i mean it's sort of all over the map it's got like klezmer and it's got grind and punk it's uh sort of mr bungly i guess um but uh, so yeah sort of just very genre bendy and and uh yeah. you know a sort of through line of of metal and punk i'd say maybe like zappa ish sure maybe. sure if zappa Ooh. was playing in you know heavily distorted drop d well that well that yeah yeah well that's 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 a compliment in itself um so um but with um with fermenter um this new album are you going to be are you going to be in a position to be able to tour it at all um you know because people will want to know if they're going to get yeah. a chance to see you live or anything like that yeah we just talked about that the other day yeah we want to i mean uh 
I I'm I'm sort of realistically trying to see what my life looks like next year because I know there's a few different to- atheist tours that are gonna land somewhere that I'm trying to sort of work within those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel a little bit like in a state of flux just because I can't pro like we can't properly plan just because we have to sort of see where these other chips fall and like what months I'm gonna be gone. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I mean, we both want to, uh, you know, we were touring every year, uh, with beekeeper until COVID, you know, and then just, uh, you know, like, you know, we, we were itching to get back on tour, you know, especially yeah. the short answer is yes, we, we definitely will tour when exactly that will happen. We're not entirely sure. Um, but the nice thing about being a two piece is we're nimble, you yeah. know, it's, it's easy enough to hop in a single vehicle and, and hit the road. So if hop in the geo metro, yes. Yeah, see us in your town. Let us know, and we'll. Well, we'll try dude, I, dude, I took I took twenty years off of, from music and um uh and did stand up comedy, and I, which I still do now, and oh, um, cool. and um, uh, yeah, nimble. It's like ah, oh, they're, they're so different. You know, someone rings me up. Um, got a gig on this date. Let me check my diary. I'm free. Yeah. What's the fee? It's this. Okay. See you then. Yeah. Done. <laughs> End of conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yes, mean, that is a benefit uh, for us. Yeah. We, you know, th- there's pros and cons, of course, and you know the the other the other one is this is self released, so everything is out of our own pockets, and there's only two pockets, you know, instead yeah. of yeah. five or more. So, um, yeah. Also, I just wanted to say because we hadn't mentioned as of this recording today, the 17th of November, we just put out a new song and a new video from this album. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, well, and, I'll go and, and that's, check that uh, out. That's us recording the song Return to the Darkness in the studio. And then yep. the day of the uh, album dropping, December 1st, we're putting out more of like a produced music video. So right. there's uh, so there's another video si- single that's out literally today. So if you're watching this video, it's out. And then December 1st, uh, there will be a music video to our song Secret Visitors uh, that comes yep. out. Sensory Overlord. So cool, sorry. absolutely. <laughs> hey, look, whatever it's called, you know, we'll, everyone will find. Start with an S. If you can look over my shoulder, like the like the, it's all yeah. scrawled with writing. Like, yeah, the, the names are just. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, you've led me on to. I, I was wondering when, um, uh, when I was when I was listening to it and. And, and then you know, those, I was just kind of thinking, how do you, how do you come up with a song title? How are these? Uh, and does that come back to that? Does that come back to the imagined um, singer in your head and and like phrases or things? Do you that like that you might like hum that match a riff and you go, that's the title or how's it go? Sort of. I feel like, and it's funny because oftentimes me and Wally will not have the same idea, but because it's instrumental, we both are just constantly having these like, you know, movies in our head, like when we're, when we're, when we're uh, listening to the music or, or imagining all these scenarios or, you, you know, and, and oftentimes I, we, we write a song and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is song I can totally feel, you know, and then Wally will be like, oh really? Cause I have this totally different interpretation, you know, and because it's instrumental, the songs actually can feel, uh, be like like means so much to us because of a sort of like a feeling that we have almost like projected onto our songs that we're like 
you know, it's interesting. It's like when you when you have lyrics to a song, then the song is that. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? And there's no kind of wiggling around it. But it's like when it's instrumental, like the, a song can like mean something different to you in that moment. Or so the song titles just kind of come from like things that when we are just talking to each other, things that we say that sort of have significance or like, ooh, I like that. You know, yeah. I think like Wally, do you remember was Return to the Darkness just from like lyrics? Like you just wrote lyrics to the song because you just imagined a scenario when you were listening to it and. So yeah, I I when we wrote Return to the Darkness, I just had an idea of if if lyrics were applied to this, I had an idea of how they might sound or how my like how they might go. Um, so at the time we didn't have a name for the song, we just we just had the music. And then when I wrote the lyrics, one of the lines was Return to the Darkness, and then I sort of retconned that as the uh, title for the for the track. Uh, and so that's how we got Return to the Darkness, which is a little bit of an outlier. That's not generally how we would find a title to our songs a lot of times i'd say they're like inside jokes or just like common references that we have that like we kind of twist you know that maybe like uh outside of the our vacuum they're sort of almost like they could be a funny thing but like sort of purposed for uh, an extreme song they kind of have a new meaning um you know our previous albums had a little more sort of like uh, culture references and stuff like that but that's that's less so on this like record. for instance sensory overlord yeah, was yeah, literally yeah. something that one of us said on accident we meant to say yeah. meant to say sensory overload but yeah, then we're yeah. like oh that's cool and yeah. you know i'm sure we laughed on the board you know and yeah, then we're yeah. like that's a song yeah. yeah and then other times we'll just you know um for example dylan when we were in the studio and you know it's like we would just listen to something and we'd just be like that's called this and we would just like trade off it's like what's this one called what's this one called oh just yeah off the cuff, you know just kind of oh yeah well that, yeah well that brings up because the, we do a lot of writing through like improvise like through improvising yeah generally. so oftentimes so we're kind of always recording things and it's like even though there's only eight tracks on this album when we went into the studio we were recording improv things and just getting ideas and you know, so so we will like oftentimes, yeah, we, we like we went back and forth and we're like, all right, you name this song, you name this song. And then and then now it's crazy because now there's like song titles where I don't even remember who named it or what the story was. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if, if yeah. you go back all, you know, because, we, you know, 2008, it's like I can't remember exactly the meaning of these titles or, you know, because we have so <laughs> many releases. But I like how they just become it starts off with an idea and then it's just that's just the name of the song and it's it, it has its own identity. The other benefit of it being instrumental, again, you know, talking about lyrics before, it's like it allows the listener to apply their own meaning, you know, and, and yeah. to sort of just you, you yeah. don't have a lot to parse out in terms of you have only a handful of words. But, you know, from that, you can draw something and say, you know, uh, what, what do I feel like this could mean? Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of a it's it's a hint to the listener. Yeah, 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 exactly. A clue. Yeah, yeah. A clue to the riddle that is fermenter. Um, yeah, that's gotta yeah. be a drop right there. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you solve this band? <laughs> I love that. There's, yeah, metal puzzle. Um, yeah, but, it. well, it well, it fit, it fits with mind meld, doesn't it? Um, sure, sure. It does. Yeah, sure. And, and it must be, it must be. Um, I don't know. It's so different that it's that it's like that you are. Uh, so heavy so like so heavy so powerful um and there's only two of you is there you know do you ever feel cramped does 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 
to, for men to take a particular mindset, you know, do you do you ever then sort of in other bands feel a bit cramped? Interesting. Uh, I think Dylan could probably talk more to that than I could. I will say sometimes it can feel a little bit limiting with with just the two of us. You know, as the the guitarist, it's like it can feel difficult to not have a lot of counterpoint in the melody. But it just, you know, it, you adapt, right? It's sort of like that's how the music evolves is sort of from those limitations and it gives it a, a, something special. But as far as being in other projects with 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 more members and stuff, Dylan, maybe you can talk a little bit about how it feels to go from a two piece to a more piece. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I really enjoy like creatively oftentimes like working within parameters because it's like then you can kind of in some ways like be more creative so it's like you know if i'm in a band like atheist was just a five piece it's like okay there's all sorts of elements happening so it's like i need to support them you know where it's like in a two piece it's sort of like okay they can either look at me or they can look at him you know what i mean yeah and you're playing and lead sort of, drums <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sort of yeah, yeah. That, that's how i think about it and um it just makes me uh, because I'm viewing, I'm trying to view it through like, like a listener or something. I'm thinking, okay, like, how's this going to sound like, okay, if it's just these two, then that riff's got to be cool. And that drum beat's got, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you can't do that part eight times. You got to do it four times. No, not four times, three times. Cause four two times is too normal. You know, it's like, it, it puts us in this sort of mindset where like, we're pushing ourselves to be more creative, be weirder, play things that we haven't played before because you're more naked and, and you're going to get away with less almost, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's no, no place to hide. Oh, look at that's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, there, there's a meld right there. <laughs> right there, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and I, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's naked is the word. It's just, it's the two of you. Cause I was also thinking about like, envisaging you playing live and you know being a punter and watching you um yeah. punter is british for you know concert goer um yeah yeah but um uh and and like it's just the two of you and it's like so do you play off each other because that's like there's a there's a huge you know people will feed off that energy but someone's going to be facing the audience and is it just the drums or do you do you know what i mean how do you, yeah. you mix that up yeah well we do um set ourselves up uh equidistant on stage so we're sort of towed in kind of looking at each other but sort of focused toward triangulated to the audience both right. at the front of the stage but at the front right. of the stage yeah so so i'm not standing in front of dylan or, or anything like that it's it's very sort of um equal i bet i could just imagine i could just imagine um you playing venues for the first time and uh, dealing with the with the uh, the grumpy live crew what do you yeah. mean Fuck yeah. you well, what, you, what you're gonna have yeah. like, our, what is setting up where our stage well, box I, is back there yeah, yeah yeah i remember i remember one time it, i won't say where it was, but it was in it was in pomona right or or no it oh, was in yes. palmdale it was in palmdale yes. and essentially the sound guy was like hey the chords are back there. I'm not moving them. You're setting up back there. And I'm just like, and and he also kind of implied like, and that's also the end of this conversation. So I was like, <laughs> all right. It was a yeah. fest. So there were 20. Yeah. Bands I'm just, I'm just like relaying the message to you that you're over there. You can, uh, yeah. And then you want anything yeah. else? Call the union. 
because that's it. I'm done. That's what you and, and it is. It is odd when that happens. You know, it really does sort of yeah. stymie our kind of system um, because it's like a, I, I really am drawing a lot from Dylan in our performances and like we really are sort of leaning into things together and there's a lot of yeah. unspoken moments. And it's like to do that where he's back there means occasionally I'm not facing the audience, which is not ideal. So, you know, a lot of the reason why we do things, you know, it's it's important. And so we try to convey that to and, and frankly, most sound people are very accommodating. And I think a lot of them are actually really stoked when we come through because we've given things a lot of thought and we have a lot prepared. So we, we try and come in and, and you know, as, as pro as possible so that you know, it's, it's not a pain for them. I get you. So the experience that I just described and the one Dylan that you had that it well, that was welcome, once. Welcome, welcome to the UK. It's every fucking gig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you just be, you be, you be a result if you're here. So we'll that, cross yeah, that yeah. channel. Hey, nice. nice. Um, <laughs> but I, but the thing is, you were talking there as well about about leaning into it and and unspoken moments and things like that. Now, this is where we start to get into the territory of um what music has always had and what all music has but funnily enough unspoken moments yeah and 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 that vibe shared it's not something between musicians it's not something that's talked about a lot in metal and i was really interested to hear you use that that phrase unspoken moments and leaning into it and you know you're looking at each other and you connect and you are in sync and you cannot describe it there is no fucking equation there's no way of proving anything you can only feel it and know it exists and it's quite it's quite rare for anyone in metal to talk about that so i'm i'm really really glad you did and i could imagine that's really powerful there just being two of you yeah i think yeah. that's something that we have as a benefit we have it would be a lot harder to do that the more people you have so that's that's a you know a benefit that we have because of our smaller size what were you gonna say Dill? yeah and also i mean um it's it's like when when we're creating the songs you know like it, it's one thing but then when we're performing it's very much almost like like a stunt where it's like okay mm. i hope we i hope i nail this really hard thing that i you know it's like okay this is gonna be a yeah. four minute like i gotta keep the ball in the you know what i mean and yeah, it's like yeah. in that Absolutely. in that in that time it's like we're both relying on each other a lot where it's yeah. like hey i'm I, like i i we both are like you know it's like we're gymnasts like holding on to each other in the air or something it's like we're relying it's like hey when i'm when i come to that thing i need you to be there too and you know so it's sort of like i often think of like when we play a song it's sort of like okay let's go you know what i mean like like it, yeah. it's it's very much like a i mean a performance type of thing but it's you know, so I, I feel like we have to sort of like, okay, in order for me to catch you here, I need to be able to look at you and, and, and reach you. You know, you know what I mean? It's sort of speak. Yeah. It's not that... necessarily something that can be on a metronome, you know, it's, it's so it's like, it's not just about accuracy. Um, it's about being together because things shift. And so being able to anticipate those things, uh, I think is sort of, uh, something that, that makes us a little special in that regard. Yeah. That, 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 gymnastic comparison and you know being there to some to, to catch somebody that that is um that's a great analogy 
Um, and I know what you mean by the beginning of the song, because, you know, I've played in thrash bands all my life. And I think uh, ultimately, you know, the best songs are a race to the end, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, a race to the end. But we're all going to get there at the same time. OK, but it yeah, is a yeah. race. OK, <laughs> it's not a race, but it is a race. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, and the and and the other thing I love is is music is at its its best and most vital when it sounds like it could go off the rails any minute. That that is yeah where it that's where it is, and that needs a, a little bit of chaos. You, you, yeah, and you two really reminded me of that. It's also like you know, I think we're, uh, I think what's important to us is keeping the fact that we're human sort of in the mix. So it's like a lot of metal is very sort of calculated and mechanical. And um, I think we we don't really subscribe to that. And um, as a result, it means that we can have a little more humanity kind of showing through. And when we're performing live, there is that like, oh, are they going to drop the spinning plates? You know, is this roller coaster going to go off, you know, the, the, the rails kind of thing? And yeah, it feels a little not dangerous, but like there's a risk involved and you're sort of like, you know, you, you have sort of that um, common thread with the audience of like, we're all hoping this goes well. <laughs> and so yeah. when it does, when that execution is there, I think it's really satisfying for everyone. Well, I, I, I kind of guess it is as well, because I would imagine that, you know, when you were when you were um, saying earlier about, you know, it's a bit like, <gasps> right. I, I would imagine there's yeah. a little bit it's a kind of little bit like that for the audience as well. It's kind of like, right, you know. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, Kelly would always famously call song, uh, playing shows or like a song as like a bar fight. And he's like, I'm in a bar fight. I don't know where anyone is. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just I'm just swing. You know what I mean? Like he does it like it's true. It's like once the song's going like he's like there's you know what I mean? Like he's in it. And it's, yeah. it's you know, and it's just that part of like, you know, like once you're in the song, it's like it's it's very um it's very intimate and i think that's probably why bands break up it's because if you don't like someone playing music is like so intimate it's like yeah get away from me you know what i mean it's like uh yeah it's you have to it's like you have to get really really close you know um so well that's you know, why I, that's yeah. why when you you know when you lose a band member or when you have to lose a band member um it, it it is like a breakup happened to me um 18 months ago and um you know that's pretty much ended a 30 year friendship and wow. um you know but christ i was like i was like a battered wife afterwards you know i really yeah. i was i was like yeah oh no come back um, yeah. yeah and it, it's it, it is it's it's really hard to explain unless you've been in a band it sounds a bit fucking weird yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems so superficial but it really it isn't and it's like being yeah. creative with someone is a very vulnerable thing and like you know when you feel strongly about something you know it's like dylan and i are very close but we have disagreements we have aesthetic differences you know it's like we are different in a lot of ways and so reconciling those things and trying to find you know sort of collaborative overlap and like you know reconciliation in these ways it's like it takes time and investment, you know, and it's like you have to care about the other person and their ideas. And, and it's it takes years to, to get yeah. comfortable. With that idea. And, and music is also just tied up in people's 
hopes and aspirations and dreams sure. and, and, and what they want their life to be yeah. like and the places they want to go. And, you know, it's like when things go wrong in bands or when you hit hard times, it it's, it's, it's not superficial because it really affects so much of like what you're, how you, what you're shaping your whole life around, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, um, yeah. you know, yeah, and friendships, you know, it's like it's it's difficult. It's very very difficult when the friendship and the bandmate overlap. You know, it's uh, and I think there's a lot of people who are in bands who who do kind of keep that distance a little bit, and they're not necessarily friends outside of the bands. It's sort of a working relationship. Yeah. Um, but we are yeah. friends, and you know, Dylan and I have known each other our, our whole lives almost. So, um, you know, it's it's important to us to keep both healthy. Yeah, yeah. I often I often worry. Um... And I, I don't think this is the case because I'm in a lot, you know, like Ali and Beekeeper is also like one of my best friends. And I often worry. I'm like, have I just like converted my friendships into these bands? Like, is my relationship with Wally just <laughs> banned now? You know what I mean? Which it isn't. But it's like a fear I have in the back of my mind where is is like, is it is everything we talk about like work or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it I... isn't. But it's like a, it's like in the back of my mind where I'm like, don't. Don't forget about these are like friendships with like people who have yeah. other things and you know. That's that's very that's very responsible of you and um and it, and it's and it's absolutely right and it's kind of like I have the same thing I, I have the same thing with like turning hobbies into into jobs you know it's like do you remember when you did this for a laugh? Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's it, well, it's like how do you how do you hate a song that you love? You cover it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you start, hey, oh, I love this song. Let's put it in the set. Guess what? You will now hate that song for the rest of your life. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I have to say, um, I, we've got two cover versions, and um, yeah, and and we, well, the second one on the last yeah. album, um, is a cover version of a Suzanne Vega song, and um, she's one of my all-time favorite artists, and um, and she agreed, to, uh, she loved our version, she agreed to guest oh, wow. on it. She's been on the show. Um, oh, wow. been, been to see alive and and yeah, so so that really just kind of like, yeah, that was that was a moment right there. Um, Very cool. Yeah, and what and, and my 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 big hero is um, Fish from Marillion. He was reason I got involved in music in the first place. And wow. um, and uh, I'd only recently interviewed him, and then when I was interviewing Suzanne Vega, I mentioned it, and she went, "Oh, do you want me to tell you a story about the time um, Fish and I got drunk?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you know, yes, cool. please do, please, yeah, exactly. So these are the things that cover versions can bring you. Yeah, so yeah. May, maybe I've just been lucky. No, I'm I'm just being cynical, probably. <laughs> Always an exception to the rule, right? Yeah, and maybe we, maybe it is, maybe it's, but also, also, you then open the door to people going, "What's your next cover version going to be? Mm. What well, mm. oh, is what's the cover version on the new album going to be?" And you're like, "Please, mm. come on, you yeah, know, yeah. really? Right. Yeah, yeah, do Freebird." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a musician's job to be unpredictable. That's my feeling about it. Sure, I can, I can feel that. You want to be surprising absolutely yeah absolutely i mean uh, you know people think they know what they want which is usually just more of the same hmm. but that is not necessarily that might they might find that fulfilling but it's not necessarily nourishing for the artist yeah you, yeah you it's to, a balance right yeah you want yeah. to consider the audience but you also want to feel fulfilled in your creative endeavors i mean that's something that we 
you know, we talk about and it's like even in our sets, you know, it's like, are we going to play songs that people are familiar with or are we going to play songs that are that people aren't familiar with, but we, you know, feel more of a connection to right now because they're fresher and we're excited to show them, you know, and it's like the result is maybe people aren't running around as much. They're more standing and absorbing, you know, so you kind of have to balance that out. Yeah. Yeah. And you will. And that's a really important point as well, is that um, you don't, you know, you don't, if people are stood still, it doesn't mean they're bored. You know, no, yeah, it's for like our kind of music. It's like you have to be OK with people just trying to absorb what you're exactly. Yeah. It's complicated yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all right. People are, I like it when they move around. I prefer it. <laughs> yeah. But also they might not be they might be missing the minutia then. What about the min the minutia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't have everything, can you? I mean, right. they yeah, no. and ultimately, you know, sit at home and listen to the minutia and you know, live, that's what it, for me, that's what it's all about. It's like ultimately if there's a few bum notes here and there and it, right. it, that it's no big deal. It really yeah. isn't because that's the live experience. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. And it's, it makes it wholly unique. So every time you see us, there's that little bit of variance that makes it feel like, you know, it's, it's sort of a microcosm that, that that's the one time you'll see us play this particular way, you know, so every time. Yeah. A little bit... yeah. And yeah. that's what we tried to capture in in the record was sort of like, yeah. like ferment, like what's special is the live element. So let's 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 capture that, you know, and I think yeah. we did a, a good, a great job. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I like I said, I, I love the sound of it. And do you know what? I hate to admit this, but you're right. Um, we must have had a mind meld without without me knowing it. But um when i when i when i was listening i was just i was like picking out like where i where i would where i'd put my bits <laughs> yeah yeah we love that maybe well, people will submit them one day you know it's like it'd be cool if people just took them and and ran yeah. with it and added layers and stuff we've know, always we've always talked about like a collaboration a collab like 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 an album with like a bunch of different singers on it and it's like, i mean yeah. Yeah, we always say like we have no rules. We're down for. We always say like all the ideas are like you know, yeah, yeah. if someone wanted well, to put a a thing on you know or or it's like I don't know like we're we're we we sort of talk about anything like you know we yeah. we have no hard and fast rules of like never know this never know this yeah. you know yeah 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 no that, that's that, that's cool and, and and the thing is hey you know what you got to do you right eight track album eight eight different singers then run a competition for eight different people to get up at each show on the tour and sing <laughs> those eight songs oh televise man. it yeah like televise yeah 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 uh talent competition discover the Don't next be a nightmare at all do you yeah, remember yeah, that do you remember that show where it was like a competition to become the singer of in excess yes yeah do you remember that show there was like yeah. a, a singer like a metal singer show or like a or a rock singer show and you could be the but everyone was like a metal everyone was like metal guys on that show yeah and yeah. that was that was the final prize yeah and funnily yeah. enough uh, yeah uh, wally you were saying there about like there won't be a nightmare at all it's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it sounds like a great idea and then you think yeah. like but that's that's like fucking eight singers man <laughs> no that's like I... you know and and each each one you're going to have one who is absolutely reliable mm -hmm. and delivers you've got another one that you got to chase and chase and chase and they say they're going to do it and they say they're going to do it and oh <laughs> god yeah 
One of my toxic traits is that I'm always obsessed with logistics. So anytime we propose doing anything, the first stuff that rolls through my head are just all the logistic potential nightmares that are almost sure to arise. And uh, so all of my anxiety is like balled up in those kinds of things. So that something like that, which you describe, you know, having eight singers and going on a tour is fucking impossible. What what uh, that band Trash Access did once is we did have a karaoke night where we played a show. We um, had, uh, you know, probably six or seven of our friends who had practiced with us agreed to sing a certain song and they came up uh, and each of them, you know, sort of one by one sang one of our songs when our singer was was out of town. Um, so we've done something similar, but going That's on cool. is an impossibility. I think. Oh, yeah. No, what, no, what I meant was what I meant was even worse. You have oh. eight different people at every show. Oh, every night. No, and no. you run a competition <laughs> for those. Eight. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was uh, a terrible idea. Hey, you know, it's nice to have ideas. <laughs> I'll get Jerry Bruckheimer on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, he'll fucking lap it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jay yeah. bro, he'll love this. Yeah, oh yeah, he's my man. Jabriel? <laughs> Jabes? Yeah. What you call him? Jabriel? Jabrime? <laughs> oh dear. Oh god. Uh, now touring is a bigger nightmare as it is. I mean, if you're obsessed with logistics, like being on tour must be like when do you when when do you turn off? Well, it's interesting, you know, I mean, that's actually something I love about tour is it's one of the only places where that part of my brain does sort of shift into a more feral state. Ah. And it's like I do I do like click into a tour mode where I can kind of let go a little bit uh, and right. just kind of. He will, though, bring three backpacks filled of get filled with gadgets, though. That's true. Well, I'll also inevitably have work and projects and stuff I'm doing on the road. So I have like a table yeah. I build in the back of the van so I can mix and. I, I did. That's true. I, I definitely bring, uh, you know, a, a sort of glamping uh, approach to, to touring. <laughs> glamping. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Luring. Having, what'd you say? You, you were working on a desk whilst so, like building it, building <laughs> yeah. a desk on the road. It's, it's like a little plastic desk, you know, the, the legs and everything collapses into a, like a school, oh, you know, right, a rectangular yeah. thing. And so I would keep that around so that, you know, I had a record that I was working on at the time while we were on tour, you know, in the back of the van, I could set it up and set up my laptop and I'd have my headphones, my hard drive, and I would do my thing. And it was honestly great. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. That sounds. Uh, was it this trash access record? That just uh, came out? Probably. It did I did work on it for years and years. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That tracks. That's uh, that, and that that's cool actually. I, and I would imagine like you're mixing it. You've also got that you've got that the hum of the road like yeah. in the background, haven't you? Yeah, no, and the feeling of it, you know, you're sort of out yeah. of your, you know, I'm out of my office, I'm out of my <laughs> home or whatever. And so it's like you you do have a different <laughs> yeah. A, a Actually, yeah, that mindset. does seem insane. <laughs> With the yeah, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. you finish mixing it. You finish. You finish mixing it, and then you go like, oh, "Christ, where's, why is there a hum all over this?" Like, yeah, what, what the hell is going where's on? That here? Hum, where's that hum? Where's that hum that I loved? Why was I recording <laughs> the hum in the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's. I wouldn't recommend it for the the audio file necessarily, but. Um, <laughs> allowed yeah. me to keep working and um it keeps my head and my hands busy on tour which is nice yeah absolutely fermenter the van mixes um <laughs> just uh, like, oh yeah 
a, 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 a reimagining of the Mind Meld album on the road. Yeah, the band um, test. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, guys, I've I've loved loved our conversation. Thank you so much for your time and for being early because I got the times wrong. Fucking hell, honestly, oh, oh, I yeah. do it. I, I it's not all good. Next year is ten years of this podcast, and I've wow. been get and I've been and I've been an hour out of countless interviews. <laughs> Well, um, we did just have daylight savings, so that uh, may you can blame it on yeah. the daylight savings. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. I'm not going insane. Brilliant. Uh, no, it's funny because Wally texted me this morning, and I was like, "But I remember when we were like having that conversation, like going on my little app and like figuring, like, okay, yeah, it is seven hours. Yeah, but in that time, it did become yeah, so funny. It, seven became eight. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, never mind. Never mind. Well, no, look, this was honestly perfect, and it was so great to talk to you. We really yeah. appreciate you having us on, and hopefully, we do it again. Pleasure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You'll be oh, you'll be back. You'll be back, guys. Don't worry about awesome. that. Um, awesome. and uh, and hopefully, you know, catch you with Atheist, or you know, catch you with Fermenter, or Trash Access, or any of the other eighty-four bands you're in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> between the two of you, absolutely. Uh, Yes, um, you know, no, nothing concrete, but, you know, possibly, Howard, I might be seeing you quite soon. So, okay. yes, who knows? Um, who knows? Who but, knows? Uh, but uh, Wally, make sure I'm not messing anything up, but, you know, fermenterband.com, that's where you can find everything Fermenter. That'll link you to everything. You can get our music. You can get our CD, or you can pre-order. It comes out December 1st. Uh, check us out, Fermenter Metal on all the social media and on YouTube. We have all sorts of cool videos, really cool music videos from previous uh, records we've put out. A lot of cool stuff, um, you know, but fermenterband.com, you can find everything, uh, awesome. Wally, if I'm missing anything. Have you got any merch? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got great yeah, we have... shirts. Uh, right now we have our Fermenter Morph uh, shirt, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is uh, xenomorph style with the our, our older uh, metal fermenter logo uh, we have cds uh mind melt cds and our previous album continuance uh also available for purchase um, and we're always adding stuff so keep an eye on our instagram and our facebook um and you can find all the all the cool new limited edition stuff cool that's awesome well guys um uh make sure we I, I'll, I'll find you on uh, obviously when this episode comes out i'll tag you in everything um i think i'm following you anyway um stay in touch and um you know uh, i i'll see you again on here sometime soon thank you so much right on. pleasure howard thank you for everything thanks for having us my absolute pleasure chaps it was absolutely great having him on Really enjoyed doing that, um, as you could tell, because um, yeah, it, I, there was there, I was going to say there was magic in the air. We we just had a laugh, but uh, well, as you can hear, um, it was great. It really was. It really was. I felt like Fermenter became a three piece for that for that for the duration of that interview, um, and um, and it has crossed my mind actually to get a Fermenter track and just act, and just put some vocals on it and send it to them. I hope I hope you're not listening, lads, because that's going to spoil the surprise. 
um, when I eventually get round to it. I'm not just going to say it. I, I really, really want to do it. So um, check out Fermenter. I mean, you know, you've got all the information you need from the band there. You've got all the information you need in the show notes. Click away like a motherfucker. Go and visit sites, get T-shirts, download the album, which is out now. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks to the Fermenter guys for coming on. Fucking loved it. Great fun. Love doing this show. Gonna keep doing it. Ten more years. Ten more years. Ten more years. Repeat till bored. Catch you next time.